Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Bible knowledge. How do we get Bible knowledge? So, you can read the Bible, yeah. And if you have a good study Bible, that's a fantastic way to do that. A lot of study Bibles will tell you and teach you a whole lot of stuff. As a matter of fact, uh, there was a, a version of the study Bible called the Open Bible that actually had a short seminary course built into it. It was It's an older edition. Uh, the seminary course was by a preacher by the name of Porter Barrington. But and I'd done it, and it was very good. But there are people that feel like they want to kind of go to the next level. Well, how many levels up do you want to go? That's that really the question. If you're a a, a lay person and. I hate using terminology lay versus clergy because that that implies there's some kind of hard, fast uh, separation between the two. And uh, in other words, those are the guys that do ministry, and then we just kind of receive it. No. The reason to get Bible knowledge, the main reason at least from a Hebraic perspective, is to obey what the Bible says. So you study the background of the book, who wrote the book, you you study everything there is so that you know what the writer is saying so you know, hey, is this something I can apply to my life? That's why we get Bible knowledge. And the reason for quote-unquote clergy to get Bible knowledge is so they can teach people. So think of it this way. Every Sunday, every Wednesday, or however often you meet, Friday night, Bible study, you know, you're getting free training in the Bible by someone who is trained or someone who knows what they're talking about. Now, Do you have to go to a Bible college? Yeah. There's a million ways to to peel that apple. I mean, you can do online study. You can go to Bible colleges. You can just take Bible courses. You can take uh, internet stuff. Um, There's... uh, A lot of free classes that you can take. You can sign up for classes at a university, at a seminary. Uh, You know, you can go to an accredited seminary and a non-accredited seminary. You can do all kinds of stuff. But the main thing is, by all means, do something. Try to get that knowledge in you. Now, why do I even bring this up? Mainly because I read an article by a seminary that I have actually taken a class from. And in there, they were asked, 
the difference between a accredited seminary or Bible school versus a non-accredited. And, of course, the, they are accredited. You know. And they said this. If you went to a doctor, or a dentist, actually, they said, would you have wanted that dentist to go to an accredited school or a non-accredited school? Well, and of course, in their statement, they're implying, why, of course, you want them to go to an accredited school, because an accredited school is better. Well, is it? In general, in mo I would say yes, but not always. Because you want to compare apples to apples, not apples to oranges. And let me explain what I'm saying. There, there are exceptions to the rule. And I believe there are people that are the exceptions to the rule. Now, I am someone who really loves and likes and encourages higher education. I've got two master's degrees. One is accredited and one is not. So I have a master's degree in communication studies from a major university. That one's accredited. I also have a master's in theology in pastoral leadership from a seminary that is non-accredited. And I've also taken courses from two other seminaries that were accredited. And they were distance courses. And they were accredited courses. So, with that, let me kind of throw this at you. I did that because I am a licensed minister, and that's what I do. Bivocational, but that's what I do. So, if you are or if you're not a minister, which every believer is a minister, by the way, not just the ones that have little certificates on their walls, Every believer in Jesus is a minister. And you want to get more Bible training. Then you have a decision to make. And here's the biggest decision. And, and let's go back to the example that I just gave. Okay, So you got an accredited seminary basically uh, say, say, saying that non-accredited seminaries are somehow diminished because they're not accredited. Well, let's look at what accreditation is, all right? First of all, for a school to be accredited, there are, uh, and in the United States, that means that that school is recognized by the U.S. Department of Education. Now, in Europe, may not work that way at all, but in the U.S., that's the way that works. Um, and there are quote-unquote accrediting agencies. All right. One thing that happens when a school is accredited is this. They have requirements they put 
on the school. They have to have X number of faculty. They have to have, uh, you know, a certain, sometimes a certain student-teacher ratio, depending on what, it, what they're doing. Um, they have to have uh, so many, uh, so much library space and access and all of that. So the main thing is there are requirements to meet. And by the way, those requirements aren't cheap. They aren't cheap. Now, now what does that mean? Well, that means, you know, yeah, their standards are a little bit more stringent. Now, that also means the price goes up. Because when you have to fill those slots and do all that stuff that they're asking from the accrediting agency, then, you know, you got to get your money from somewhere. So that goes into the tuition, and it costs a significantly more amount of money usually. Now here's the thing. One advantage also of accredited schools, universities, colleges, is this. At least in the U.S., if a person goes and, and they have a accrediting, accrediting agency and they go to school like on the West Coast, and then all of a sudden they had to have to move to the East Coast. Let's say they go to school in California, you know, in Los Angeles, and then all of a sudden, well, they got to move to New York. If they went to an accredited school, if the school that they transfer to on the other side of the United States is in that same accrediting group, or at least has the same standards, your courses can transfer. Your courses can transfer. And that means you don't lose money by having to repeat a bunch of courses that you've already taken and passed. So, there... But we're... You know, now the assumption is, okay... When you have all of you know the the beefier library and the and the higher level staff you know and and faculty, that your education is going to be better. You know that's what that's what the thought process is. But here's the thing: that's not always the case. It's not always the case. There are fantastic schools out there that are in the U.S. that are not accredited. And, uh, and again, a lot of times that has to do with, uh, you know, with the recognition of the U.S. Department of Education. So if you have a school that doesn't care about any recognition from the U.S. Department of Education, then, you know, then they don't have to follow all those rules. Now, the, uh, the, the interesting thing is, is when you look at, and this is education in general, the thing you have to realize you know, is that Bible knowledge is Bible knowledge. Hebrew is Hebrew. Koine Greek is Koine Greek. Whether you learn it in your house, in your garage, 
or you learn it in a seminary. If you learn it and you know how to do declensions and you know the, the moods and the tenses and all of that and you can read it, then you can read it. Now, how good are you at it? <laughs> That's the question. But if you're, if you're a diligent student and you know your material, then that's awesome. Now, can you do that better with someone who, who, who does read it teaching you? That is for you to kind of decide. Most people need, especially with ancient languages, someone walking them through that process because ancient languages are really kind of, have some, have some dips and dives and some tricks to them. You know, I'm not going to use the word hard, I'm going to use the word challenging because you can learn Koine Greek. William Mounts, who, who teaches Koine Greek and whose textbook is standard now, he says, hey, people can learn Koine Greek. And to be honest, ancient languages are not any harder than some modern languages. You know, Hebrew and Chinese... <laughs> may be pretty close. I don't know. But here's the thing. Learning is is the key. So, be sure that, and here's, here's the word of warning, and that's this. If you're learning the Bible, whether you're doing it on your own, or you're doing it through an institution, or you you just got a pastor who's awesome, and he's teaching you Greek and Hebrew and everything in between. And by the way, if you got a pastor doing that, then hug that person. And think about a good Christmas bonus or something. I don't know. Because, you know, and take a picture of them, because that person is rare. But the issue is, if you're, if you're learning, be sure that when you go online, if you're doing online study, you don't get what they call a diploma mill. And a diploma mill is this. You give them money, they give you a degree. That's a diploma mill. Or, you know... Well, anything that's where it's almost pretty much like that is a diploma. There are some seminaries that are not accredited by the accrediting agencies everyone likes that are actually pretty good. And uh, they give you tests, and if you have to be test, tested and you have to pass a test, then that's not a diploma mill. Now, is the material easier or less diligent or, I don't know, uh, something of that nature than others? Well, yeah, but isn't that true with every institution? I mean, you know, is a... You know, is a test at Oxford going to be uh, harder than uh, a junior college in, you know, South Texas? I don't know. 
But I, my guess is probably yes. So the issue is go for the education, the Bible learning that will teach you the most. It will get you the most out of it. And a lot of times, sometimes that may that may be a situation where you tell yourself, I'm going to have to take a seminary course and it's got to be accredited. Fantastic. Super encourage that. But don't look down on someone else because they've got a degree from a non-accredited institution just because they have a degree from a non-accredited institution or because they don't have a degree. Talk to them at first. If they don't know what they're talking about, well, that could be an issue. Or if they're misquoting the Bible and getting, you know, crazy and, and passing out the poison Kool-Aid, then yeah. But here's the thing. We're supposed to discern, use discernment on everybody. That includes people with degrees. Because guess what? There's some people with some PhDs out there that are wiggity-wiggity-whack. Just like anybody else. So, discernment. Discernment, yeah. So, this is me encouraging you to keep on keeping Thank you on for listening to this edition of Speak It On. If you would like to support this ministry, then please go to Patreon under L.A. Blackburn. May God bless every effort you make to do His will in His Word.